Welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we're checking in with print media. The movie Monte Carlo. Do you remember that? <laughs> it's 10 years, baby. And we're also gonna we're gonna check in with Nicolas Cage and his iconic film about himself. Incredible Great. cinema on today's podcast. <laughs> this is actually the big yeah. picture. They should watch the rack, methinks. Yeah, they should. Guys, follow us on Twitter if you are so inclined. We're at tea time underscore 33. And then for Amelia's brain on Instagram, we're at tea time pod. Okay, before I get in the show, let's take a quick break. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. All right, Tea Time is checking in with print media. I'm going first, and I would like to say before I say my little segment that I don't know what I'm talking about, okay? I am just a mere person observing, <laughs> reading print media, okay? I'm not, I'm not even a media person, but <laughs> I digress. I'm going to be covering Dua Lipa and Vanity Fair. I don't know if you guys had a chance to read it. I'm not going to lie, I was a tad underwhelmed at both what was covered, the photos, what she like gave up of personal info. And you know where it's underwhelming is because no news outlets picked up any of her quotes besides this one thing that she said where Anwar Hadid posts ugly photos of her. And like that was the one piece that everyone drew out and the rest... That's was, how you know it's it a stinker. Okay. If that's a, if that's it, then yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it was interesting, and I love her so much. So I read it, and I had some degree of enjoying it. It kind of talked about her family history and her upbringing, her political engagement, which was interesting. But the rest was just not. I don't know. I didn't get a lot from it, and also the photos that was underwhhelmed. I don't know. Did you guys get a chance to look at this? Yeah, I agree that the interview was meant. I also was like very disappointed with the photos. Like if you if you are doing a professional photo shoot and the professional photo shoot is more boring than someone's Instagram feed, like you need to reconsider. You know, like that's exactly what I'm saying. Her vibe is so fun. And like I'm not saying she's like this groundbreaking like Lady Gaga, like out here, you know, with these new fashions, new trends, whatever. (laughs) But like 
they really like dumbed her down into like this kind of like pinup, boring, basic Instagram model vibe. And I was like, she wears more fun stuff than this, like to Trader Joe's on her Instagram, you know, like why make her more boring and seem and like look and be more boring and older than she is. And all the photos were like so one note. It was so muted, really neutral colors, kind of like washed her out. And I guess the last big thing that made the news was that performance of hers. I forget what um, award show that was, where she was in that pink outfit and she fucking killed it. was Hmm. dancing all around. It was the Grammys, baby. The Grammys. And then you got, I don't know. I was just like, damn, I wanted at least maybe a fun photo shoot or... Uh, some inside knowledge about her that I yeah. didn't like. I would before. just this. I mean, this goes for any magazine cover of all time. Like, I would so much rather it be ugly than be boring. You know, right. like just just take a shot. Like your Vanity Fair, and <sighs> you have this beautiful young pop star that you can do anything with. Like, you don't have to put her in beige and sit her on a couch. You know. Right. <laughs> well said, Kate. Well said. <laughs> That's how I feel. Next one, Amelia. Yes, I took this one because no one. <laughs> wanted it um so i'll be honest i did not read it because i don't care about these people but that's fair but i did read like a little people magazine article that kind of summed up the most important part so as as you know doing all the real work here the real journalism um so chip and joanna Gaines from um you know they have that magnolia table at target and Mm -hmm. um Fix, isn't it Fixer Upper? Fixer yeah, I was going to say, with, that's like the third thing they were known Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> fixer yeah. Target line first, everything else second. Well, the Target line is, I mean, that's huge. And also, every time I go into Target, I'm always like, I come in and then it's I, it's always to the right. Yeah. It's always to the right. And there's always like <laughs> these fake planters and the stuff looks cute. Like I will actually give them, I'm like, damn, okay. Okay, maybe if I move mm-hmm. to like Long Beach or something. Anyway, um, so they did a Hollywood Reporter cover slash profile and you know they just talked about quitting fixer upper which is sad if you like that show i've seen it once and they are likable people i will Mm -hmm. give them that and then they also talked about accusations of being racist and anti-lgbtq and they were like that stuff keeps me up all night even though they did like donate money to chip sisters school board campaign and she was against critical race theory and I, i it's just like Okay, there's a lot of excuses and no real answers that they gave. And they're just like, sure. oh, we're trying. And, you know, and then she brings up being half Asian and she's like, my mother, this is tough for me. And I'm just like, okay, all right, all right. <laughs> but, you know, it's like they're, they're not answers. And I don't, mm-hmm. these people, I just don't, I don't care about them. And I'm sorry. <laughs> I honestly I'm sorry put this that you here. had to talk about that. I, no, wanted okay. to, I wanted to discuss why are they on the cover of THR? It was kind of my main, mm. <laughs> my part of my main thing for putting this in here. I know that they're big, but like, are they, you see it in the grocery store and you buy the magazine because they're on it big? Like, is there a portion I of America that so. loves them that we just like yes. aren't in touch yes, with? Yes, I think yes. middle America loves them. And I also think if you love, and a lot of HGT is like, it's kind of like the food channel. You don't think people watch it, but actually mm. everyone watches it. And I yeah. know so many people like our age who love HGTV and find mm-hmm. these two people to be so soothing. And apparently they're making the Magnolia channel, which will be on like Discovery Their Plus or channel? something. Yeah. So wow. that's why I think they were on THR. But like, I don't know. They're just for a certain subset of people. Yeah. It's yeah. wild. Yeah. Didn't Joanna Gaines do JLo's house? 
Well, they're Wasn't friends. Did yeah. we discuss that? Wasn't there some paparazzi photo where they were ha- house hunting together? Do you guys Incredible. remember this like in Malibu? Yeah. I'll have to look this up before I'm I w- speaking I, on my butt. I want to see what would bring me in on them would be like a Benifer, Chip and Joanna Gaines like double date at Nobu. Oh, I love that. You know, like wow. let's get those paparazzi pictures and then we can talk. Sure. Yes. That's okay. how I feel. Last one. All right. Last one. I just am really excited about this. Uh, Naomi Osaka is on the cover of Vogue Japan this month. Mm. And... I have, yes, you know, I have a love-hate relationship with Louis Vuitton. I think sometimes that they have like the ugliest clothes I've ever seen in my entire mm-hmm. life. Um, mm-hmm. But Naomi is in Louis Vuitton on this cover. She's in like this swimsuit. She's got these like orange pants, Louis Vuitton bag. She's got like some Nike, some, and I just love when they dress athletes to be like very powerful, but also very beautiful on these covers. Mm-hmm. This is like the exact mm-hmm. opposite of the Dua Lipa thing where they like took her strengths were like, why do people like Naomi Osaka? And then like, how can we showcase this in like a fashion sort of way? You know, there's yeah. a lot of movement. Mm-hmm. She's got these really long extensions. She just looks really strong, really beautiful. Um, she talks about how she's going to represent Japan at the Olympics. She's really excited to play for her home crowd in mm-hmm. Tokyo. And it's just really exciting. Like, I just felt the patriotism, like, leave my body as I was reading this. I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to root for Naomi Osaka. Like, go Japan. This girl is on a fucking roll. I have ordered her sweet green Naomi Osaka sweet green menu recently. I almost bought a Frankie's bikini because she did a collab with them as well, which is saying something because those bikinis are expensive um but she's getting she's getting the bag and i fucking love it it's great i'm so excited uh to watch her and root for her and she just looks incredible this shoot is really really good yeah really redeemed louis vuitton in my eyes i was like okay one point for you like you get a pass this (laughs) time around there you Um, go and yeah just can't wait just great cover shoot international (laughs) i was gonna like have, have this whole take about how we should pay more attention to like these international magazine covers because like sometimes they're really really good like this one and then I was looking up uh international covers and I think believe it was like Vogue Philippines had Iggy Azalea this month and I was like Uh, I saw that never mind I saw that goes down the drain uh let's save that for another week but yeah Yeah. Naomi Osaka love her love it yeah we ended this category on a high note I like that yes (laughs) this episode is brought to you by eBay authenticity guarantee you'll know real when you get it It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. 
Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. All right, next category, not worth the tea. This week in social media slash miscellaneous mashup. Um, Big news for tea time. Cardi B is pregnant Yay! with her second child. So happy culture is the cutest little kid I've ever freaking seen. We love Cardi B, you know, offset. Not so sure, but um, <laughs> she announced her pregnancy uh, during the BET Awards. Uh, she like came out and she's very pregnant. It was like costume that showed her full belly. And then she just has been posting on Instagram like a couple of photo shoots. Um, they are beautiful and stunning and offset. May not deserve her in a second job, but whatever. We're happy <laughs> yeah. for her. And um, yeah, any any thoughts? Just on her. This we'll just you know. I know. Keep good <laughs> vibes in her belly's direction. Uh, yes, and right. nowhere else. Yes, um, I agree. Very exciting. And extremely not worth the tea. Uh, the teaser trailer dropped uh, yesterday for Camila Cabello's Cinderella on Amazon Prime, and it's it's kind of like Cinderella Girl Boss. She like owns a dress shop because why not? Um, but the po- teaser poster that came out for it shows Camila Cabello holding <laughs> like you. a shoe and mm. someone tweeted out and was like size 19 <laughs> because it is like it's so if you look at the shoe, obviously it's bigger for the purposes of this poster. And so okay. she's like holding it's like me or Liz in like the clearance uh, of like hey, Macy's. Uh- trying to like find a cute shoe that's not in a size whatever uh i wear size 11 i'm not gonna say what liz wears anyway and it's just like i don't i don't massive... wear bigger than 11 okay i do, I, that, I don't i don't i don't clear the record okay i'll speak for myself it's okay. like me in a macy's trying to find a nice shoe for prom and i'm pulling out these high heels and they're the size of my head and it's like you know what you just can't uh and that's what it the looks pointed like pointed toe pumps are yeah. where they get you because the pointed toe adds another inch and a half two inches and then it really elongates it this is not her fault um but she's a small woman i don't think she has a large foot totally agree with the toe thing i mean i don't I don't have large feet, but I get, I mean, it, of course it adds, it adds more inches. You're right. How did this, how did this turn into all of us talking about our feet? I feel like we, someone would pay the good money on the internet to hear us talk about our feet, but, um, um, okay, let's move on and not talk about feet any longer. Kate, what's the next one? All right. Uh, really quick. I just have to tell you that this movie is happening. It was announced by at discussing film on Twitter that the unbearable weight of massive talent is a movie that will release on April 22nd, 2022. Wow. And the film follows Nicolas Cage as Nicolas Cage, who attends the birthday party of a dangerous super fan played by Pedro Pascal and is then recruited by the CIA to save the world. Just incredible across the board. <laughs> a pluses, 10 out of 10. I will see this movie. I can't wait to see this movie. It looks insane, sounds insane. Uh, and I think cinema will peak on April 22nd, 2022. 
it feels like this is two different movies. I think the attending a birthday of a dangerous superfan, I don't know how he would then be recruited right. by the CIA to save the world, but Unclear. I guess we'll have to see. I can't wait to find out. <laughs> yeah, we'll can't freaking wait. Oh my gosh. Um, next one, Amelia. Just some quick Britney updates. We won't get into it like we did last time because there's just too much information. But um, a judge, Judge Brenda Penny, the same one from last week, denied a request to remove Jamie Spears from the conservatorship. But this was actually a request from a November hearing. So it wasn't, I don't think, related to the one that happened last week. It's very confusing. Mm. Um, It just shows you how slow the judicial process is also. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just briefly want to touch on this freaking statement by Jamie Lynn Spears, who is the younger sister of Britney Spears. If you remember, Jamie is the father, Lynn is the mother, and then they had a child named Jamie Lynn. Um, that is the most confusing shit of all time. Very, I've been reading these articles and I get lost every time. It's very, it's very confusing. Um, anyway, so she released a statement on her Instagram and she had to turn off the comments because people were saying like, how dare you do this to your sister, blah, blah, blah. And she was saying like, I don't care. I just want my sister to be happy. All I've ever done is support her. And, you know, she can run away to the rainforest and have a zillion babies in the middle of nowhere. Or if she wants to come back and dominate the world the way she has, she has so many times before. So she's just, she's talking out of her butt, trying to absolve, I guess not really, because she didn't really refute anything. I mean, she was just like, "I, I, I love her and support her. And it's just like, okay. And she's also saying like, and I never took any of her money when there is actual evidence that she used money for flights. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's also this whole thing with the trust where she was made in charge of one of the trusts. And then she wanted to take the money away from the trusts for Britney's sons and put it in her own trust. It was just like Mm. very complicated and messed up. And it's like, why would you do that? That's, um, that doesn't look great on paper and just Mm -hmm. in general. So Jamie Lynn, stop. You are just, you're embarrassing yourself. And clearly, you know, Brittany called out everyone in her family. So, I mean, there's really, you know, she's implicated. Sorry, Jamie Lynn. Like, I just, I can't, it's just like, she would have nothing if it weren't for her sister. So I'm just, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, sorry, that was kind of all over the place. But um, and then, so I'm sure everyone saw the Lil Nas X performance at the BET Awards, which was really cool. He had a really fun, uh, like Egyptian pharaoh kind of performance of "Call Me by Your Name," Montero. And at the end, he kissed one of his backup dancers. And it was another guy. And, you know, I that was huge. And Madonna, a freaking Madonna. God <laughs> damn her. She had to make everything. She has to make everything about her. So she saw, you know, she clipped a photo of Lil Nas kissing one of his backup dancers and then put a photo of her kissing Britney Spears from the MTV Music Awards a thousand years ago with like a hashtag. I did it first. Like, are you fucking kidding me woman you have nothing else to do than to say i 
I'm, let me insert myself. I it's know. just like congrats to Madonna who invented gay kissing. Well, uh, it's in just, seriously, the 2000s. it's like, like what? What you did even, you, first of all, you aren't even gay. So like well, exactly, I don't, I don't, it's just like this. what what Madonna did was queer baiting for the male gaze, right. and what Lil Nas X did was express his sexuality as a queer black man, which is something we rarely see. Right. And it's like it's right. not all about you, Madonna. Right, like during Pride Month on an award show, uh, he was like exactly. expressing his own sexuality in his it's performance. Just but also, you can you can see he tweeted back at this Pop Crave article that said this and said, "Me and Madonna are friends. It's just a joke." And it's like, <laughs> regard. I know Madonna's probably a scary person in the industry, and you got it. Like, but regardless, she just shouldn't have said shit and let him have his moment, even if they are friends. It turned into about her. Exactly. So she had to make it about her, which, you know, I don't like when has she had when was her last hit? I don't like years, like <laughs> decades ago. And <laughs> Amelia's canceling Madonna. I'm sorry, but right it's now. just like you can make this statement, but you can't make a statement about Britney's conservatorship. Right. Are you OK? Yeah. You know, just like yeah. Jeff Bezos, get her on the rocket ship with you. I mean, honestly. <laughs> I feel like oh. Amelia, you've had to talk about a lot of things this episode that you don't like talking about I'm really, and make you mad. I'm very sorry about that. <laughs> sorry. But it's going to get better right now because this is where, this is a real bread and butter. Cringe mode of the week. This week, we are covering Monte Carlo because it is the 10-year anniversary, apparently, of this movie coming out. So let's do it. Kate, you want to hit the plot? Yes, I believe I am the only Tea Time member who had seen this movie before uh, this podcast. And thanks to my friend Nadine in college, I've seen it a million times because she, for some reason, made us watch it a lot. Uh, Monte Carlo, a cinematic classic, follows Selena Gomez, who graduates high school and gets ready for this trip to Paris. She's going with her friend, Katie Cassidy, who she works at a diner with. She's a few years older. And at the last minute, her parents, including Annie McDowell, are like, hey, actually, you need to take your more responsible stepsister, Leighton Meester. So they all go on this trip to Paris at the last minute. And it turns out that there is a British heiress uh, that looks exactly like Selena Gomez. Classic. (laughs) I hate when that happens. Uh, And they switch spots, of course. And Selena Gomez and squad ships off to Monte Carlo, gets involved in this whole thing there's like a fucking like air like is he a duke is he a prince what is he what's the guy um, some rich man just yeah sure. some rich guy some we don't sort know. of british guy who plays polo and there's an australian guy who gets into it with late meester and then poor cory monteith is like chasing after katie cassidy his texan love uh and there's just you know a fiasco of mistaken identity and uh, shenanigans in Monte Carlo. And yeah, great stuff. Great stuff. We recently learned right before we started recording that Kate doesn't write anything down before she starts explaining I can't plot. imagine that was new information. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes you Never cover prepared. complex things. This is, this is pretty straightforward. Um, yeah. For the highlights, this is just a stab in the heart. My, oh, I have two highlights in here. One of them was... I have never seen Cory Monteith on screen besides in Glee and mm-hmm. it just tugged at my heartstrings. And I mm-hmm. do, do I think he's a, a fantastic actor? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, but I just love, I think there's something about him on screen that's like very endearing and charming. And I was like, little, you know, a little tug on the heartstrings. That was uh, nice to see him in this movie. I agree. I'll he's a very likable guy. Yeah, he is. Sure. Even though he does a shitty uh, yeah. Southern accent, which we can get into later. <laughs> we sure will. 
Oh gosh. Amelia, um, what's your highlight? Yes. Okay, so there it's a really random scene, but there's like they go to Paris and they're in their hotel room and they're like, This isn't what we thought it was going to be. We thought it was gonna be really nice. And so they start looking out the window and they see across the way another guy in staring out his window while he's in a bathtub wearing a beret and he just like waves over at them. And I just thought it was funny because I don't know if you've ever seen the TV show All That, which was on mm-hmm. Nickelodeon. And um, there's a sketch from All That, which I don't know how I've remembered for so long because this is probably like 20 years old, um, starring Keenan Thompson as Pierre Escargot, yes. where he <laughs> is in a bathtub in Paris and teaches you French words Ugh. and phrases. So. And he's in a yellow raincoat and a yellow hat, right? Yeah, I yes. can picture yep. it now in my head. Mm-hmm. So that's what I just brought me back to that. And I was like, oh, oh, nice. So. <laughs> I love these highlights so far. Uh, Very random. Oh, this is actually part of the real movie. Okay, Kate, what's yours? Yeah, so, you know, a classic moment in the movie is when they enter these the suite of the British heiress and they're, you know, going through the gowns and going through the makeup and all the things that they're excited to have. And they open this huge trunk and it's like vintage Mac Spawn Con. And it's like this huge trunk of like those you know, like were, that were popular in 2011, those like circular matte compacts where it was like one mm-hmm. matte, like one compact for like one color of eyeshadow or like blush or powder or whatever. And it just took me back to like middle school, like show choir where like <laughs> all of the cool girls had those like big blocky matte compacts. And it was like the height of luxury to have Mac makeup like that. Uh, just like as soon as they opened to that like just smorgasbord of Mac makeup, I was like had a little like gasp moment, like flashback to my middle school self. Oh, <sighs> that's cute. Well, on that note, I I respect this movie as one of those kind of fun escapist teen girl films that were just really popular. Um, I guess when like the early 2010s, late aughts, um, you know, there's nothing Nothing to this movie other than these three friends are on an adventure and something crazy happens. And I feel like there were a lot of movies that were kind of like that and allowed you to like live the characters' lives and be like, oh my God, that could happen to me. Um, mm-hmm. So I respect mm-hmm. that, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's the exact genre of like silly girl squad travel movie that I'm just like always going to enjoy no matter what. Like you... Put them somewhere exotic, like add some cute boys, some great clothes, something mm-hmm. crazy that happens. And like it, as no matter how bad it is or how by the book it is, like I'm going to have a good time. That's just yeah, who I go. am. Yeah. And this definitely the cast, the three main girls are like definitely like heart of 2011 casting. Yes. Selena Gomez, Leighton Meester and Katie Cassidy, who I will Katie Cassidy, I'll talk about a little bit later. But yes, <laughs> this is like a, a real 2011 movie. And I do yes. enjoy it. Um Moving into the lowlights, I think Kate and I both have something that like is a little bit more plot based, which of course (laughs) the bar is low, but I did have to like nitpick this. So the whole, she does the switch. She gets away with being like an heiress uh, for the entire movie. Like it seems like five days, like no one cares or checks in on this. And then at the end of the movie, the real heiress or whatever she is comes in 
they're at this auction. Selena Gomez is like, it was all a lie. I'm just a girl. Yada, yada. I wanted to help the kids. And then the heiress is like, arrest her. She's impersonating. She held me captive. I was kidnapped. And then the police is just like, oh, she's having a little fun. Why don't you have fun? And like nothing happens (laughs) to Selena Gomez at the end of this movie. And I was like, how does that work? How do you get away with that? There's like seven things that she did wrong. And everyone in the movie's like, oh, great. Yeah. Like, this is so fun. I just was like, "Eh, this some please some discipline some actions <laughs> some consequences uh, yeah yeah my low light is also plot based so again at the beginning of the movie like this is selena gomez's graduation present this trip to paris with her friend uh mm. katie cassidy who is like irresponsible so at the last minute her parents add stepsister Leighton meester to the trip for the following morning they spring this on them the <laughs> night before they leave and are like actually she's going with you Leighton meester is like what the fuck they're like what the fuck and I just cannot imagine how pissed I would be to have an international trip sprung on me the <laughs> night before. Like, yeah. listen, even if you're not as much of a planner as I am, like you just can't, there are preparations that must be. I think Lady right. is literally in the same outfit on the flight, like when they leave. <laughs> and I just can't, I can't imagine that. It stresses me out. Also, Katie Cassidy's like, I'm going on this trip. She's in the car with Corey Monteith, her boyfriend. And he like doesn't want her to go. He's feeling insecure about her being in the city of love without him. And he proposes in this van outside this bar that she's about to go into. And it's like, don't go stay here. Marry me. She's like, okay, where's the ring? Like, like why, why would I do that? Show me the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just, can't, I like dump him queen. Like this is hot girl summer. Also, she's not going to be gone forever. Isn't it like right. a little trip? It's a week. That she's with, back on? With, right. It's not like she's going yeah. with any guys. It's insecure man. It's fine, Corey. Relax. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. Also, he got very dis- defensive when she was going like, she was like, I want to go out and explore. He's like, I have everything I need in this truck right here. And I'm like, that's <laughs> fine, but you can still travel. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> that's wild. Um, This is, again, a nitpick, but I feel like they could have made actual like Monte Carlo a little bit yes. more, I don't know, beautiful and fun looking. It's a beautiful <laughs> place. I know it is, but this movie, for some reason, didn't do it justice. I know they mm. filmed all over. So maybe they were limited by that. But like, there is so much to see in that movie. And part of the like escapism teen travel movies, like, you know, all the shots of all the beautiful scenery and the city and all that. And I feel like they didn't do it. And there is this one weird beach scene where they're all laying out, like in this beautiful hotel they're staying at right on the water. And the, I think they shot it on a gloomy day and the <laughs> water, there was no tide. Like it looked like this like little swamp that they were like right <laughs> laid up against. Yeah. And it was, the sky was gray. And I was like, this is an injustice to Monte Carlo. I know that place is beautiful. I don't right. Know. Come on. I yeah. I totally agree. And when they like dropped into Monte Carlo, all the like aerial photography, it just looks so crowded and congested. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh. You got to romanticize it for the purposes of the movie. Give us some like hills, you know? Yes. (laughs) Speaking Uh, of romance. Yes. Speaking of romance. So each girl gets a love interest in this movie. Selena Gomez gets like her boring, rich, posh boy, Mm. uh, which is just a no from me. Corey Monteith, like love you. But like, like we said, you need to relax. Uh, The only hot love interest in this movie is the blonde Australian guy who goes for Mm. Leighton Easter. And just like one for three, just not good enough. Yeah. In my opinion. Do you know where he's from? What movie? What other movie he's in? You know, I almost looked it up because he looked really familiar, but then I didn't because I'm lazy. Oh, okay. Oh, what was it? What yeah. Was it? Oh my God. 
Say it. Say it. No, you say it. (laughs) He's Emma Roberts' love interest in that uh, horrible Netflix. (gasps) The Holiday. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. Amelia. I know. We didn't like him in that, did we? Wow. (laughs) No, we did not. He peaked in Monte Carlo. That is a tough career. He was pompous in that movie. Oh, my God, Amelia. Thank you so much for bringing that to (laughs) our attention. Incredible connection. Shocking. Yeah. Whoa, we still, so. I will never learn his name. <laughs> no, right. we shall not. Never. Never. <laughs> no, remember? Nope. His name is Luke. And then we were like, it should have been a Hemsworth. Remember this? And then there <laughs> oh, is a Luke right. Hemsworth. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Good stuff. Uh, we'll keep moving. I think a main low light that all of us had was these damn accents. And I know it's tough. I can't do an accent to save my life. Although you'd think a paid actor on an actual movie would get some coaching. Maybe she did. There's both Selena Gomez doing a British accent and mm. then Katie Cassidy, Corey Monty, then kind of Layden Meester doing a Southern <laughs> Texas accent. None of which works, really. I think the problem maybe with like Katie Cassidy was she leaned in too hard. Mm-hmm. Too hard. And then it was very obvious when she kind of slipped up and said something that was like <laughs> not full send Southern accent. The way they just go in and out. Oh, this is <laughs> oh just my God. me mad. It's kind of wild that the director didn't stop them and go, you're doing your regular accent. We need right. you to go back to the Texas one. Right, right. Because you got to commit. You got to Gomez is not innocent in this either. She's <laughs> supposed to be British when she's playing the heiress, whatever. Mm-hmm. There was one scene, I wrote this down, where she's talking to someone in a British accent and then new person comes in and she turns and she's like, oh, hey. <laughs> and like in a complete like the Selena Gomez Wizards of Waverly Place way, and I was right. like, "This is like, nope. You can't turn that on and off. You, you gotta can't come in." I agree, and I think Katie Cassidy was, and God love her, but I really think yes. she was the worst. Yes. She really, she did the real good, like sweet, like I'm from Texas, and I'm just like a small town girl. But then, literally in the same scene. She'll be like, oh, yeah, so I think you should totally date him. And then she'll be like, oh, wait, <laughs> yes. wait, wait. I mean, uh, okay. And you're like, what the yes. fuck? That's what I'm saying. It shouldn't have leaned in so hard. Which way? Because then it right? wouldn't have been as noticeable. So yeah, it's tough. bad. Like, it is also Corey Monty did it too. Yeah. He's like, me and my truck will follow you wherever you go. And then he'd be like, hey, I'm looking for this girl in Paris. Do you know? And I'm like, Corey. <laughs> Corey. Please. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> and it was again, a struggle. It was a struggle. And it, but you would think that someone on set would be like, hey, you're doing it again. Can we <laughs> cut and reshoot? Where's the continuity <laughs> producer, whoever is that on set? Yeah. Like, there's got to be someone. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Uh, uh, last one. Uh, last can even light. It. Yeah, one more. But okay, so I know I said this movie was fun and an escapist <laughs> teen girl movie. And I, and I still believe that. I still stand by that. But I will say this movie is just like kind of generally really boring. Like nothing big happens. Like we don't even get more of a backstory to the rich heiress. Like we just know she's a bitch. And it's yes. just like, okay. Anything yeah. else? I, I think know. They, no they split it. I think they split it up too much between the three characters. They like tried to have yeah. too many things going on. So then we didn't get anything from anyone really. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, sure. So yeah, it's it, they don't they don't go deep enough into some of these uh, plot lines, and it just ends up being boring. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really happy you said that. I thought I'd be alone in that, but I yeah, this movie's a little bit slow. And even the climax where the heiress comes in, like I said, everyone's like, ah, oh, everybody's <laughs> together now. Great. Ed. And that was it. It was <laughs> like really scene. Yeah. Scene. Okay. What is age the best and the worst? There's a couple here. I think the worst, not to be mean, but I think Katie Cassidy 
Uh, I saw being a big star when I was watching her on Melrose Place. She was clearly cast second in this movie. And um, she has not done a lot uh, like with her face on screen, but then I was stood corrected because she's been an arrow for like many years. So she still is like working and like getting a check from Hollywood. So I shouldn't say that she like completely fell off the face of the earth, but I thought she was like the moment for a moment. And then it kind of like fizzled (laughs) out. Yeah. I mean, of the three girls in this movie, she definitely has done the worst. Yes. Yes, I agree. Um, And then the best, a timeless plot, a switcheroo, Mm. lookalike, classic, kind of heist movie. Um, Gotta respect it. Maybe the most interesting part was there was this like necklace plot, but that even wasn't, uh, yeah, that (laughs) exciting. Um, But yeah, this, we have covered, I think, think maybe two to three movies that like follow this basic plot line in cringe mode so far. Hell yeah. <laughs> Works every time. It, yep. it really does. Agreed. I totally yeah. agree. I would say best. It made me want to travel to Europe. Like even when they missed the bus, their little <laughs> tour bus, I was like, oh, fun, a tour bus. And I don't know. Yeah. Just, and just looking at like the Eiffel Tower, which I know is just like, okay, the Eiffel Tower, like get original. <laughs> but I loved it. And I was like, God, I love traveling. And oh my we're God, I want to go to Europe. Yeah, we're yeah. starved. We, we I are. will take any little bit of travel I can get, but I would <laughs> yes. love Europe. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Um, all right. My last, I think this actually aged the best, which then means it aged the worst. Uh, the outfits in this movie for 2011 mm. did not age badly, which first I was like, they still like hold up pretty well. But then, in my opinion, this just means that they didn't go hard enough. It's not like, you know, yeah. Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen where we were like, these outfits look insane now, but it's yeah. because they went so very hard. I think they were just boring. It was just boring fashion in this movie, which then yeah. translated to it looks fine today because it looked fine then, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know what I read while we're on this category is that Nicole Kidman and Julia Roberts were originally the stars of this movie. And then the team decided to completely scrap it and shoot from like a younger lens, which kind of changes the entire way I think about this movie. (laughs) Wait, what? This would have been a little bit like under the Tuscan sun kind of vibe. I think instead. Now I want that. (laughs) Damn. Okay. I know what could have been. Also, there's a certain wow. highbrow energy that those two bring that right, I don't know, exactly. maybe would have altered the plot. Uh, but anyway, let's do MVPs. Amelia, who you got? Wow, I'm not over that. Okay. Uh, I would say, you know who I really enjoyed watching during this? Leeton Meester. Mm-hmm. Um, give her more roles. I just, she plays a great like stick in the mud, like I don't want to do this kind of person. Um, She's practical, but then she opens up, you know, she decides, yeah, I will have some fun. And I don't know. I think she's just really charming and she steals any scene she's in. And again, I just would love to see her in more stuff. Yeah, I miss her. I'm sorry to bring this into the fold, but this character arc is almost identical to our character arc in a little (laughs) movie called Country Strong. Uh, And she she has the same journey. So if you're looking for more of that kind of content, uh, watch Country Strong. Kate, who's your MVP? I got to take Selena Gomez. Uh, I miss her in roles like this. I miss Mm -hmm. her being just like cute, fun actress. Uh, Mm -hmm. I know. I mean, she obviously has a ton of pop hits and that's kind of where her focus is these days. But like, where is her Netflix deal? Let's get like Selena Gomez Mm -hmm. and some Netflix rom-coms again. You know? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Why not? I agree. 
I agree. Yeah. My MVP is going to that Australian guy, Luke, who yeah. just carried all the romance <laughs> on his back, even though there's many eligible men in this movie. He redeemed himself. I, he carried it. Yeah, he really did. Good also, Lady Meester definitely ended up like the best off of yeah. all of these people. Definitely. Absolutely. At the end. Um, all right, lightning <laughs> round before we move on. Was Monte Carlo better or worse in general than the Princess Switch, Amelia? Um, I would say this is a tough question because if you remember, the Princess Switch has the Christmas atmosphere that it can fall back on. And I think that just kind of makes you see it with rose colored glasses. You're like, oh, Christmas. And oh, my gosh, it's a princess. Like, so that's. That is a big um, get for that film. But I think mm-hmm. overall, Monte Carlo is the better movie because it actually tries. You know, it's not yes. joking. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. agree. I I think credit to the Princess Switch for making this genre work like in modern times because this movie falls apart if you add technology, cell phones, <laughs> any form of communication, the internet, like right. it really falls apart. So like it's tough for the Princess Switch to make that work nowadays. However... Monte Carlo is so much better, like so much better. I mean, it's not incredible, but it's better planned out, better acted, mm-hmm. like better cast, just all, overall yeah. better. Yeah, I agree. Now, let me ask you this. Were there better or worse British accents in Monte Carlo <laughs> than in Princess Switch? Amelia? I I don't know. I, I I understand that she kind of flew in and out with the British accent, but <laughs> I I was like, yeah, Selena Gomez, I believe it. Um, Again, no. I'm more concerned about Katie Cassidy. Yeah. 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 I I kind of think Vanessa's British accent is better. It's been a while since we watched The Princess Switch, so like I'm not positive. Yeah. But I mean they're both pretty bad. I think Vanessa was more consistent. I don't know that she yes. went in and out quite as much as Selena. So I think I'm gonna give it to Vanessa. Yes. I was really torn about this answer and I thought about it for a long time and it ultimately led me to like, it is just very hard to pull off a British accent. When I see Selena Gomez's face, I just can't see someone British out of that and same with Vanessa Hudgens. So like they could have given it their all and they probably did and I still wouldn't have connected, which makes me realize I need to do some research on like actual American actors or actresses that pulled off really excellent British accents because we have not covered that in crunch mode yet. Okay, Amelia, would you rather fake a British accent or a Southern accent? Um, I would say fake a British accent because my Southern accent is too offensive, like Katie Cassidy's. <laughs> I think that's the answer, right? I don't know. I think I would go with Southern just because, like, I have family members that kind of have the, like, oh, you know, the twang. slightly more Southern twang. Yeah. Uh, so I would, I think just, like, my heritage makes me better at the Southern accent. Plus, sure. British is just... It can go wrong in so many ways. Yes. Before True. we started the pot, I thought for two seconds about introing it in a really shitty British accent um, <laughs> oh. as a nod to Monte Carlo and then thought better of that. Oh, I think you should have. <laughs> Me too. Uh, you guys, last one. Is this better or worse than the Olsen twins' passport to Paris? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just, I, I, I posed this question when I was, I totally forgot this movie was about Monte Carlo. Like, I know it's in the title, but I, they were doing so much crap in Paris that I was like, wow, this reminds me of Passport to Paris. So I apologize. Yeah, but um, just in my opinion, nothing beats Passport to Paris. So, yeah. Sorry. I've never seen it. Oh. I've never seen any of those Olsen oh. twins ones. Kate, I know. I forget that so you were offensive. only allowed like five minutes of TV time growing <laughs> up. You couldn't squeeze all that in, but you missed a lot. I'll tell we'll you We'll have that. to do that one of those one of these days. Yes. Yeah. Educate me. Yeah. It's really juvenile. Like we'll really have to reach back, but I guess we did the high school musical and stuff. So 
It's in yeah. our house, I suppose. Nothing is beneath us, you guys, at this point. Uh, like nothing. True. That's true. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. We're wrapping up the episode with Tea Time's unanswerable questions. Go ahead, Kate. All right. Nathan Pyle on Twitter said, I found out yesterday that everyone remembers the one word that knocked them out of their big third grade spelling bee. And he said his was lament. Uh, there are already hundreds of answers to this question, hundreds of answers on Twitter, on various social media platforms. So my unanswerable question is, what was the word that knocked you out of your grade school spelling bee, if you remember it? And are you over it? Anyone? You remember? <laughs> I never participated in a grade school spelling bee, probably because I was not yeah. good at spelling. But I do remember gorilla was really hard to spell. Mm. That's still hard to spell. Any one. of the double letters. You guys didn't mm. have them? Kaya, no. did you have one? No, I didn't. I'm sorry. Wow, this is the worst unanswerable question of all time. I thought everyone would know and everyone would have one. But I can't talk about the iconic movie Aikila and the Bee, which I watched like I also did. I mean, Kiki Palmer, the original. Kiki Uh, P. Anyway, I feel like there was a certain area of America where like a third grade spelling bee was like a mandatory thing that you had to do. Hmm. Uh, huh. And if we had to do it. We all had to gather in the gym and do the spelling bee. And apparently, this is just totally unrelatable to all of you. But if Pretty anyone who's listening, experience you if anyone who's listening had to do this, uh, my word was steeplechase, and Whoa. I'm still pissed Christ. about it because the person in front of me, I thought spelled it correctly. I like misheard them. Uh, and Ooh. so I was like, well, fuck, how is this word spelled? So then I like <laughs> had to add in a vowel or something and then I was out and then it turned Aww. out. And then also there was like this huge thing where somebody spelled convoy correctly, but they said it was wrong. So then like Ooh. 20 kids in a row had like I- increasingly insane variations on the word convoy because they heard that person spell it right. And they said it was wrong. And they were like, well, Ooh. shit, how do you spell convoy? <laughs> so then they knocked out like 20 kids in a row trying to spell convoy. Uh, and then they ended up being like, oh shit, this one person had it right. And they had to add them all back in. So it was like oh. a multi-hour event. No. In our gym. I just have a lot of traumatic memories from this, and I feel like other people do too, even though no one else on this podcast does. Um, so just I guess just tweet directly at me if you identify <laughs> yeah, sorry. With uh whatever you guys <laughs> wah, wah. whatever. Okay. My unanswerable question is uh, what is Ed Sheeran's sense of humor? Who is Ed Sheeran really? I don't know because <laughs> everything I learned about him is different than the thing I knew before. He was recently on the Late Late Show. Uh to quote, promote his vampire anthem, Bad Habits. I don't know what that <laughs> means, but uh, <laughs> I saw the video and I actually <laughs> I didn't hate it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's good. You look good. Um, anyway, he told James Corden that he has this running bit where essentially whenever he visits LA, he stays with quote, bestie Courtney Cox, which like question <laughs> one is why are those like, how does the celebrity world work? I don't know. And I've been doing a celebrity podcast for a while. Anyway, he has this running bit whenever he stays at her house where he orders Courtney Cox like an S&M leather gimp mask every time <laughs> he visits her home. So like it started because Courtney Cox was talking about how she can order and buy anything she wants on her Amazon Alexa device, which like I think everyone can. I think that's on every device. Right. But anyway, <laughs> then he asked Corden, he's like, do you know what a gimp mask is? And then it's like, you know, the S&M leather gimp mask. Corden says, yes, I'm aware of them. Anyway, when Courtney Cox walks out of the room, Ed Sheeran uses the Alexa to order a gimp mask and it comes to the house. Courtney Cox's assistant opens it, realizes what it is. It's like, oh, this wasn't meant, I wasn't supposed to see this, puts it in her bedroom. 
Anyway, as I'm saying this even out loud, I'm like, this isn't a funny story. I don't know why you would say this on a pod, let alone a late night TV show. Anyway, now there's a running joke where he orders her a bunch of these masks and puts them all over the house. Hmm. And that's that. Like, that's the end of the story. It's like, okay. Like, what? I that. Ed Sirino doesn't make sense to me as a person. Oh. I... How do we feel about his music? Do we like, are we like, are we pro or anti Ed Sheeran as a podcast? Oh man, it depends. I actually like his music a lot. It's not bad. I mean, it's not bad. It's catchy. Right. I'm sorry. Shape of You and I Don't Care are bangers. He had that really good album when I was in college and everyone was obsessed with him. And then like the backlash happened and now everyone hates him. And I feel like he's going to have another good album and everyone's going to like him. Is it the one with the math symbols? Yeah, the divide, uh, yeah. divide okay. symbol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On it. That well, was pretty good. Uh, yeah, and I don't hate this bad habit song. Okay, okay. Yeah. There you go. It's yeah, fine. we just don't. <laughs> I just don't know what his personality is. Per right. se, He's weird. He is weird, but not for me to understand. I guess. Go off. Yeah, um, I guess. What a creative. <laughs> okay, this last question. <laughs> I can't fucking wait. Amelia, go ahead. The floor is yours. Okay, thanks. Um, I was just wondering, do the Suns, the <laughs> Phoenix Suns, have a good chance of winning the NBA Finals? I asked this question because <laughs> Devin Booker is on this team and he is dating Kendall Jenner. And I just cannot, I don't want them to win solely because I don't want Kendall Jenner's grubby hands all over the Larry O'Brien trophy and like her Instagramming it with like a dumb caption like mm, congrats like little heart face emoji heart face emoji yeah. you know I just yeah. my body can't handle that right now this is a good question um Kate, do you have thoughts on if the Suns will win the NBA Finals? No, of course not. <laughs> okay. Damn. Not a single thought Damn. on that Listen, whatsoever. let me tell you something, Kate. Some game ago, Devin Booker got hit in the face. He like, mm. you know, effed up his nose. One game he played with a little plastic clear mask. Apparently it totally messed up his game. He oh. went without it. And then last night he got hit in the face again. Again. And was in a lot of pain. So his nose is probably oh. broken upside down and huh. left ways, et cetera. Like it just is a probably so messed up. Wow. Kendall Jenner, of course, got the best nose job in the Hollywood game. So like no issue there she will just go ahead set up that appointment after the finals are done but uh, obviously our collective tea time knowledge on the nba is extremely limited so we had to call in an expert our friend our colleague kevin o'connor is here with the official answer to this question yes the phoenix suns will win the nba finals because devin booker has found a perfect balance in his life. He has a great relationship on the court with Chris Paul and all of his teammates. And he also has a great relationship off the court with Kendall Jenner. He's got beautiful chemistry in his life, playing basketball and in his own world. That's why the Phoenix Suns are going to be NBA champions. There you have it. There's the final answer. You heard it here first. Thank you so much to Kevin for weighing in on this very pressing issue on Tea Time. Um, also, important announcement. We are off next week. We're we're doing Tea Time Summer Vacation. We will be back um, the following Friday. So I know you'll miss this content so much, but we'll be back firing on all cylinders soon. Yes. Um, thank you, Kaya, our producer. We love you very much. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Allowell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer.
This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 